0: Hey everybody, Evan Nathaniel Grimm here. Welcome to my latest podcast. This week, we are building up to the Aries full moon, which is hopefully going to be a big step forward in your healing journey and also get you closer to self-acceptance. We also have Mars square Neptune though, which could get confusing. So I'll walk you through how to best navigate all these transits. Stay tuned. Yeah, All right. so how was your weekend? How are you feeling during Libra season? And hopefully you're feeling actually a little bit more clear-minded because Mercury is finally direct. It's stationed direct on October 2nd, Sunday, and uh, this is really the closing of a tricky Mercury retrograde in which there were six planets retrograde, and we also uh, even now kind of have Mars starting to square Neptune, which is a little confusing, so... The last thing we really needed at this time was a Mercury retrograde. Mercury retrogrades uh, tend to be actually quite useful because Mercury does pertain to very everyday commonplace information that we need to reevaluate by nature, by necessity. However, uh, in this case, I would say that the retrograde was actually just adding more, uh, creating more of an imbalance. There was just like this theme of slowing down, of feeling stuck, And not being clear on what the, you know, what the true information is, the accurate information. So, so thank God that Mercury retrograde is over. Um, But, uh, you know, I'm going to walk through today, by the way, how to kind of navigate the Mercury stationing direct. Because as it moves direct here, uh, it still has some tricky oppositions with Neptune and Jupiter. So we'll explain that. And also the day-to-day transits with the moon. And then our other kind of meta theme here is the Aries full moon, which is going to occur on October 9th, which is the following Sunday, but it's coming up. So, um, uh, but, you know, this Aries full moon, right? This is really, to me, this is actually one of the easier lunar cycles of the second half of the year. So in the second half of the year, we are... Uh, facing a lot of stress and a lot of confusion uh, because of some of the transits I mentioned, but also Pluto is starting to march towards zero Aquarius. So we are on the cusp of a totally new era in which Aquarian themes are going to be highlighted in the collective consciousness. And Aqu- Capricorn, which is where it is now, it has been all about the themes of structuring, building these hierarchies, uh, creating monopolies, a corporatocracy. And and once it enters Aquarius, though, it's going to shift towards uh, you know social activism, um, you know gathering together in groups, thinking about building new communities, and focusing towards um, you know almost like a new spiritual awakening or a spiritual mindset, and actually activating all parts of human consciousness. So in the modern world, we actually only use a certain percentage of our mind of our brains. Now, uh, I don't have the exact percentage, but uh, if you talk to any scientist, they will tell you this, that it's not like 100% of your brain is turned on all the time. In fact, much of it is dormant. Now, spiritually speaking, though, as I've experienced going through meditation exercises and just placing myself in a hypothetical prehistoric time, like I'll meditate and imagine I'm just like in a a remote forest in a, in like in a prehistoric society. And if I really sit with the nature long enough, and I, especially by the way, if I allow sort of the ground, the actual earth and like the roots of the trees to kind of, um, come into sort of my, my chakra system to enter my chakra system through the root chakra, uh, through the base of the tailbone, uh, eventually, You know, it's like I start to activate parts of my and I can even feel it in the back of my head. But there's like parts of my consciousness that start to turn on, which have never been used before in my entire lifetime. Uh, So that's just one minor example of I'm sure many, many of you listening have probably gone through meditations like this, where if you really kind of put yourself in this. Um, a field of observation and less so a field of being told what to do and being stressed and being overstimulated and worrying about linear time of like what's happening tomorrow what's the weather like what's the next assignment once you get out of that headspace and into the present tense and you're super focused and concentrated then all of a sudden you do start to wake up your true consciousness your full consciousness and understanding what it means to be a body mind and soul and so the conclusion i've come to through that is that you know number one the ancients were probably a lot smarter than us uh but number two there is uh still a lot of progress to be made in you know uh, all fields because like we have this air of this hubris right that we live in a modern society that's sophisticated and so we've already discovered uh, most that there is to be discovered about like material sciences and uh astronomy and whatever um, you know, and, and so that we've already kind of hit like a wall or something like we're already mostly there, but it's like, no, 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 we, you know, when, when you go inward, ironically, when you actually stop looking outward and going and overthinking things and you go inward and actually reflect with your intuition, you start to realize that there's a lot more to reality. It goes a lot deeper than that. And, um, you know, there's a way in which you can connect with the entire world around you. Um, again, with maybe the trees. Maybe the trees have something of an insight to send you. So anyways, in my opinion, when you just look at the transits that are coming next year and all the way through 2044, Pluto and Aquarius, I think, will kind of create this collective awakening. So what I'm describing now through my own meditation practices, I would imagine a lot of people will experience that uh, over time. So um, so that's so my point here is that we're kind of in the final stages of the Pluto-Capricorn phase, which can feel a little bit dire, you know, it can feel feel like there's an 11th hour vibe. But the 11th hour of what, right? So, like, a lot of people feel stressed and anxious because of this this prevailing uh, malaise. Now, if you look at it astrologically, it's actually quite a beautiful transit that's coming up because I do think Pluto and Aquarius will... um, you know, will usher in these awakenings. However, if you're somebody who is not interested in the deeper meanings of anything and you're taking the the programming you're given, the blueprint you're given, then this is actually quite a quite an upsetting time and a challenging time because you're almost being pulled out of the programming unwillingly. But if you are pursuing uh, spirituality and you're actually accepting, you know, and reconciling these dualities within you of like the masculine and the feminine side and the, you know, Uh, of again doing and reflecting then you're harmonizing at that at that level and you're getting into it well if you're getting to almost a higher vibration then it's like almost like you're kind of just like anxious to get it started you want it to start so i'm like i'm personally like really 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 excited uh for that phase but um anyways this whole year and last year and the year before has been sort of a rupturing of the societal fabric And uh, it's caused, obviously, it's caused instability. There's been various forms of instability. And, uh, you know, as we shift out of this era into the Aquarian Aquarian age, um, you know, I do think that it's almost like there will be a positive lifting of the veil. But in the interim, it's very destabilizing. So right now, this whole, like, in terms of this whole year, we've had these eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio, which have been resets. Uh, financially, and for some people, maybe in their relationship lives, especially with the next eclipse cycle, which I'll talk about in a future episode. But um, this Libra season is a little bit of a temporary calm, actually, because, you know, Libra does tend to balance things out. Uh, You know, that Libra moon, that new moon in Libra was opposing Jupiter. uh, So there is a little bit of levity there. Um, And then, you know, finally, Mercury is direct, and it will enter Libra eventually, around, I think, October 10th. So overall, this week is actually a chance to balance some things out that you may have, um, you know, like some relationships maybe that you've splintered, or some dynamics that have become more argumentative in your life. That's really because of the Mars Gemini energy, but also squaring Neptune here. It's like there have been a lot of confusing arguments that are baseless, essentially, and not grounded in any type of rationality. But I do think, like, the introduction of this air energy with the sun in Libra, Venus in Libra, and eventually Mercury in Libra, and then Mars, Gemini, and Saturn, Aquarius, we're starting to develop this grand air trine. And this grand air trine is really playing, is starting to form, formulate throughout October. And air is about intellect, it's about relationships, it's about um, just our internal thoughts, not just our external thoughts and conversations, but our internal thoughts. So despite the Mars square Neptune, I do think this week is a time of increasing rationalization uh, to make things more cogent. And so lean into that this week, you know, lean into that, have these conversations, whether it's with coworkers, your spouse, your partner, your friends. Uh, This is actually a time to really vocalize certain things and kind of get things, uh, again, evened out and balanced out. So like if you're in a relationship asking someone, how do you feel about me right now? Am I meeting your expectations? Because I think that those conversations can actually be quite diplomatic right now and, um, you know, considerate. Because I think with Libra, we're both we're considering the other party in the conversation. Because, again, you're not going to have this energy all year. It's not like this is just given to us uh, throughout the year. We can't take this for granted. Because throughout most of the year, and even last year, again, we've had some, you know, Mars, you're on a square, which is actually kind of happening right now. But, but, but again, you uh, like the Libra energy is like this temporary reprieve from some of that, or it's at least giving us a window of hope into, uh, reconciling our differences or something like that. Now, um, so anyways, I'm going to walk you through, uh, the week though. And then at the end, I'll talk about the Aries full moon. So again, just, just the net net of that is that, Uh, this year last year the year before have been highly destabilizing we are kind of just waiting for the other shoe to drop meaning pluto and aquarius that will usher in some type of collective awakening like that is absolutely guaranteed the question is how widespread is that how pervasive and what is the extent of that awakening um or you know or what is the intensity of that even at a personal level but this libra season is a chance for you to Really think about your relationships, invest in your relationships, and um, start to harmonize with them, with these people in your life. And then the Aries full moon is crescendoing, and it's looking at how relationships allow you to uh, make progress on your healing journey, because it will be conjunct to Chiron. So before we get there, let's go through the day-to-day transits. So Monday, October 3rd, we begin with a Capricorn moon fairly close to Pluto, um, and it's in a square relationship to the Libra energy. So this means we're bringing our emotions forward. It's demanding action, emotional action. However, that moon is conjunct Pluto, which means the emotions are deep and intense. So Monday, um, is a strange way to start a work week. Um, so it, it, it I actually think, you know, perhaps this Monday of this week would only, would be one of the only days in which, um, Maybe the emotions would be like overly compromised in a way that would just like completely eclipse the Libran energy. So I do think Monday uh, is actually not the best time to have overly emotional dialogue, because um, unless you absolutely need to, right? So Pluto can honor things that you, that have been kind of weighing on you for a while. So if you have to re- like release emotion and say this is how I truly feel, this is the unvarnished truth, then of course that's the time. But if you're actually just kind of looking to just go along to get along tomorrow. Uh, you're better off doing sort of transactional meetings and actually some research, you know, Pluto is great for research. So Monday is actually a great time to jump into like Excel or, you know, uh, some kind of, if you're trying to program something even, or just look into the history of something like Pluto, Pluto can really get into the weeds actually, and get really deep into something, either a process, um, an equation, uh, social science, observing behavior, all these things. So Monday, it's like, you're, you're kind of tapped into your instincts. But now we jump into Tuesday and we get the Aquarius moon. And now, okay, Tuesday is a very social day. So this is a great time to collaborate. So now we're starting to channel this eventual air grand shrine, which means we're dealing with all facets of the air element. Uh, the three air signs. So we're doing, dealing with personal thoughts, with it, which is Gemini, interpersonal relationships, which is Libra, and collective gathering and, and experimentation and collaboration and networking with Aquarius. So on Tuesday, I kind of like that Aquarius moon. And then into Wednesday, it's conjunct Saturn, which is extremely disciplined. So I actually think Wednesday will be the most efficient day of the week. So if you're actually trying to get especially a lot of meetings in, Wednesday is that time. Um, And then, but keep in mind as an overlay to all this, Mercury has gone direct, but it is opposing Neptune. And I talked about this on TikTok, but you do want to be careful with, so there are some pivotal conversations happening this week especially on sunday into monday however with the neptune opposition some of that some of that some of those pivotal conversations there can be some miscommunications misconstrued meanings because neptune does make things abstract so again on monday good for research tuesday pretty good for communication same with wednesday but on as an over so again this isn't like a total hindrance but as an overlay to this as you have these conversations, there is still a chance of like misunderstanding seeping in because of the Neptune opposition. So it's almost like, you know, again, have those conversations, but maybe people are feeling a little too creative. And if you're trying to have a logical conversation in like a corporate environment, then then maybe some people's creativity can like overtake the meeting. And they're like talking in a fanciful way and they're, you know, making these ridiculous metaphors. Like that's kind of what would go on here. And so you have to like, what I'm saying here is, this is not like a reason to run away and hide, but it is a reason to kind of like take people's um, statements with a grain of salt. So if you find people just making generally like um, very abstract statements that are non-specific and not grounded in something, now, you know, based on this podcast that you can play that role of grounding people because there's going to be plenty of conversation going on with all this air energy. And most of it will be productive, but it's like a lot of people will be very unmoored and untethered. And so it's like, you, you you can be the glue you can be the the glue for these verbal conversations um, and uh, into thursday we get the pisces moon which maybe accentuates this neptune energy a bit more so now maybe thursday is this time to maybe be a little bit more reflective and creative and same with friday we get the moon conjunct neptune and opposing mercury so i think friday which thank god it's friday at least is probably one of the more confusing days abstract etheric not connected to reality. But, you know, I think that tends to be how people maybe want their Friday to be. So uh, Friday would be a better time to invest in your song, your film, your poem, or if you're not creative, just your daydream. I don't know. Just daydream. Now into Saturday, we get the Aries moon um, and uh, that's conjunct Jupiter. So I think that on Saturday, there's almost like these exaggerated emotions that can actually come across as quite intense but uh sunday is really the aries full moon so sunday morning it's conjunct chiron chiron is the wounded healer and the full moon in aries conjunct chiron feels like a little bit prickly to me a little bit agitated and um rejection it almost feels like rejection and 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 like a vulnerability that's brought out that's brought to light but Hopefully, you developed a new alliance on the Libra new moon two weeks earlier, or some type of you have some type of relationship or friendship to anchor to. And, and so it's like I see this going two ways. and i and I discussed this in my October forecast. So if you want to dive into that, then check that out on YouTube. But you know, really with this with this full moon, it's either you have a re- new relationship or an existing relationship that gives you permission to tend to your wounds. They give you the courage and the confidence. To actually deal with something you've been holding off. So for you, for some people, this could actually be a, a very productive healing process. But for other people, it actually might just be a moment of feeling rejected in a partnership. You know, because it is a it's opposite Venus and Venus and Libra is likes to be balanced, but opposite Chiron, it's almost like there's a moment of rejection maybe in a relationship where we tend to those wounds. Or again, it's a relationship that where it's like we finally he, they help us heal something that has left us feeling rejected in the past. So it's like either you're in the initial stages of the healing journey, meaning you actually feel the rejection or you're at the end stages of it where someone gives you permission to heal fully. So I, I, it really depends on your entire birth chart, of course, but that Aries that Aries full moon does look, um, it does not necessarily look all that easy, but if, again, now that you're aware of this, uh, hopefully it's more of like a, okay, like I am... Oh, like my, my advice here is to basically introspect and think on, okay, what are my most vulnerable, what are the most vulnerable, um, you know, parts of myself that I hide maybe in hide away in relationships? Like what, how, like what, what parts of myself am I trying to hide? What am I ashamed of, you know, kind of bringing up in a relationship? Um, and, and what are my past kind of scars? Like, what am I still healing from in those past relationships? Now uh, Venus is also uh, women's issues, so certainly there could be something with, uh, you know, the topic of abortion, Roe v. Wade, uh, and, and even like the, the the courts. I mean, Libra being the law, I kind of feel like there is some type of uh, legal dimension to this, and whether whatever country that's in, so it could just be in other countries as well. But uh, the Aries full moon is also a time of. Um, it's a bit of a selfish energy, so I, it's almost like maybe someone wants to go their own way in a relationship as well, and uh, like and leave a relationship. Again, I don't want to fear monger. Like this doesn't necessarily mean that like you are destined to lose your relationship, but you know the Aries full moon conjunct Chiron is a bit of a rejection. So and it depends on what house uh, you have Aries thirteen, fourteen degrees of Aries in, uh, or even sorry sixteen degrees. It looks like. So it's like, you know, if you have it in the fifth house, it might be a date. It might be a date in which you feel rejected at the end. If it's in your 10th house, it could actually be a realization that a career, you want a more of a healing focused career, Some, a career that taps into various healing modalities. So again, it's like the theme of like rejection or healing. Does, look at my October forecast, though, to get the insight on that. So that's kind of where we are in the week. So it's almost like Monday is squaring. The Monday Capricorn moon is squaring, the new moon and the full moon. So we're kind of at that first quarter moon. So even Monday could be a time where you're kind of getting into like repressed emotions and thinking about what do I still need to heal? So that's what this lunar cycle is all about. So again, the best the best way you can deal with this is by leaning into the relationships you know are solid or developing or nurturing the ones that you still want to work on so that you feel uh kind of safe and comfortable and accepted on that aries full moon on sunday because it is again it can be a little bit uh, selfish and impulsive or it's almost like someone is saying like i want to leave this situation behind and it's almost like maybe regrettable actions where somebody like on a whim decides to leave a relationship or disintegrate a relationship or self or self-sabotage in a way um, because they felt re- because they want to avoid the, the, the rejection. They want to kind of take matters into their own, their own hands. You know what I mean? And we're like, some people will reject someone before they get rejected or before they feel rejected. Like there's almost like some defense mechanisms that could result from this full moon. So you have to watch out for that. So what I'm saying is on top of everything of reflecting on your own, think about how does my partner feel safe with me and comfortable in the relationship and not feeling like I'm going to reject them. To really have these honest conversations with your partner or, or whoever is close with you in your life over this next few days of like, you know, am I, am I, am I like, do I, do you feel like you have space to talk about your wounds or your past traumas? You know, does that like does is a relationship therapeutic for them basically, or do they feel like they have to see a therapist on the side and, and like that you are not participating in that dialogue? Like that would be a problem, right? This Aries full moon, full moon could be a, like a reckoning for some people, but ultimately, hopefully, the Libra energy balances this out. Uh, so uh, the last thing I was going to say here is that we still have we really, really have Mars squaring Neptune, like in a pretty tight square by this point, the Aries full moon, and that is tricky because a lot of our actions are diluted, diluted essentially, and the information that we are being given and, and the information we're receiving is sometimes unreliable. So, again, take people's words with a grain of salt. People are feeling fanciful, whimsical, creative, um, you know, imaginative. This is actually kind of a nice energy for um, escaping, daydreaming. But, again, in these rational day-to-day conversations, there's a lot of miscalculations, just bad choices by people. People are making just really bad choices here, misguided. They're not saying the right thing at the right time. It's just like nothing's landing. Nothing's really landing. So if I add that up with the Aries full moon, it's almost like maybe there are some misconstrued arguments or dialogues that leave people feeling rejected unnecessarily, like purely out of miscommunication. So again, you really want to make sure that you understand what someone's saying. So if someone says like, I'm in a gray gray area about this thing, you want to ask them like in the context of, your, uh, context of your relationship, like, what do you mean by that? Are you saying that you don't love me? Or are you saying that you're in a gray area where it's like about some other topic, you know, cause like sometimes people speak in generalities and they don't, not really clear on what they mean. So if something like that were to happen during this time, you have to be like, well, what do you mean a gray area? Like what is the, what is the, what are the extremes on the spectrum and what topic, what is the subtopic we're discussing? So just ask for clarity, ask people to repeat things, uh, especially in highly sensitive conversations. Uh, but, but, but again, <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like really, this is one of the easier lunar cycles, probably. And I, I don't want to eat my words there. Like, the Aries full moon conjunct to Chiron is actually, like, very, like, uh, irritable. Uh, you know, it, it's not necessarily, like, I'm not necessarily speaking about on the world stage that this would be easy. But I'm saying in your personal life, I think there's a way that you can kind of, like, uh, pull the strings here to make it work for you. Meaning, again, make sure that you're clear on, like, wh- how your relationship uh, is... Um, supporting or not supporting each other's vulnerabilities, uh, double check what people are saying throughout the week, make sure they're clear, not non-specific here. So don't tolerate non-specific dialogue. Tell them, Hey, can you, can you just like, can you go one layer deeper here? What are you talking about? What do you, what are you in a gray area about? Again, just to use an example, but again, on the world stage, I mean, we're leading up to the eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio, and I'll talk about that in the next podcast But like truth be told, that looks like a financial reset of some kind. Uh, It's 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 that is a totally different energy. Um, And and I think that right now we're in the cycle of the self and the other. So this lunar cycle is more about the relationships and how you fit into your relationships. The next lunar cycle, which is the eclipses, is more about how we exchange value and what we value in society and, you know, maybe for you, what your financial goals are. So but I will address that in the next week. Um, now if you want a reading for me, uh, I think I have about three slots left for the entire year. So that, so that is, uh, so my point here is that if you want to book, you should book now, uh, maybe by the time this podcast publishes, they're all gone and taken up. I'm not sure, but yeah, if you want to see me in 2022, it's only three slots left. So go book that. And my 2023 schedule is not, uh, set yet. And I'm actually not sure, uh, if I'm going to be doing and offering as many readings as I did this year. I think I did like I don't know like 500 readings or something. And it's like that's great. I'm really glad I can serve clients, but every astrologer knows this. You can face a little bit of burnout if you do too many readings and I am also focusing also on educational content and videos and even live uh readings, live events. So pivoting a little bit next year in a book also. Going to be writing a book. But um so anyways, but if you want like a guaranteed booking with me, a, a one-on-one, uh, go check that out on my website. And also, I'm having, um, I'm hosting uh, and teaching my introductory astrology course. So if you want to learn the ins and outs of astrology from the ground up, you can also check that out through the link in my bio. Um, I, on my website, I explain the course plan. I have a video explaining the course, what you get out of it. If you can't make any one of the classes, it's four classes, 75 minutes each, plus additional Q&A at the end. So it's really an hour and a half each class. And um, it's on weeknights, so it's much more accommodative to your schedule accommodative to your schedule than my previous rendition of the course. Uh, but anyways, I teach you all the fundamentals of astrology in four classes. Um, I even teach you how to read charts, and I do a demo of a chart at the end of the last class. So it's a very formative course, uh, and it can save you a lot of time trying to learn astrology on your own. I would invite you to explore enrollment. It The deadline is October 15th. So anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode and hopefully see you next week. Take care. (laughs)